Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk Nova podcast. My name is Ailish and I'm also known as the Nova Coach across all social media platforms. So we're now about to go into Jonathan Kiley's part two story. He is about to share with us about his journey landing in Vietnam, teaching and coaching there, his experience of lockdown in Vietnam, how he escaped Vietnam to return back to Ireland, which is quite a funny story, and how he reintegrated back into his life with his own family and friends in Limerick. It's a very, very important listen, this one, because he shares with such vulnerability about his experience with men's circles. What are men's circles? How can they benefit men? And also the power in sharing and listening to one another. So for the men in your life, be it your husband, your boyfriend, your brother, your father, even just a friend or a work colleague, I really feel like there is such a powerful, impactful message here in this episode. So please do feel free to share it with the men in your life. And I hope you enjoy and feel inspired after. So initially I went to Vietnam to do the Hajang Loop where you get a you get a motorbike and you go with your friends and you, you go around all of the north of Vietnam. And again, that is, if anyone hasn't done that, like that was one of the most breathtaking experiences of my of, of my entire life. You you psych you um you drive around the corner and you're like, oh my god, this can't get any more beautiful. And then you go around the next corner, it's even more beautiful. And it just keeps going and going. And I, I remember just being there and really it was yeah just feeling a real sense of home there when I when I went there just because the people were so friendly so helpful and even if you were in like a bad mood I found sometimes like you just walk outside and there's so many people smiling in you you just you end up smiling as well you know you're like fuck I just gotta you know it feels good just do it you know what I mean um but we yeah so so we were traveling at this stage now we we went to a few hostels and parties and of course, a part of me was like, yeah, I want to, I want to, I want to, you know, try this again and see what it's like. And I remember I went to a few places and had some, yeah, like had some good nights out. Uh, but again, yeah, after like, I did that for like four or five places, then I arrived in Hoi An, yes. And I'm feeling, I'm feeling like really sick, like and my chest is at me and I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, I've, uh, I've partied too much. I've, I've burned a candle from both ends, you know. So I am looking for a, I'm looking for a place to stay and the place I go, it's like, I made friends with these Dutch people. It was just like me and these five other people. And yeah, we would go around everywhere. People would speak Dutch to me and I'd be like, I have no idea what they're saying, but I just hanging around with them. I'm, I'm Irish. (laughs) So, so I, uh, yeah, I got, got to this hostel then. And in that hostel, there was like, um, some girl and she was doing like some yoga and meditation stuff there and she was like oh are you okay and like was helping me out and the owner of the hostel was very nice and I just remember like yeah connecting with this girl and I was like wow yeah I you know this is again this feels right I want to like hang out here and do some meditation and like get centered again I would call it you know what I mean and so yeah I made really good friends of her and I lived in I ended up saying then that I wanted to stay somewhere I wanted that yeah you know after a while of traveling you get sick of moving all the time and you just want to stay and and get grounded so I stayed in this place for two and a half months and I also volunteered there for a bit and then one day I was to go to Da Nang and I ended up going 
uh, to Da Nang for, it was actually a date. <laughs> I went to go for Da Nang and I was everyone, everyone was talking about Da Nang and I was like, oh, it's probably a big city with like all these, you know, it's too noisy. I'm not going to like it. <clears throat> so I go to Da Nang and I, yeah, I have this fantastic like time in Da Nang. Um, I, the next day I meet uh, just some woman across the road, you know, uh, like a middle-aged woman. She's talking to one of the friends that I traveled there with. And I just walked over and, and just because she seemed really friendly and I was like, hey. And then she was like, oh, we're looking for teachers for uh, our university. And I was like, oh, yeah. And the other guy was kind of German English, so he wasn't like Irish English. So I was like, yeah, I can teach as well. And she was like, amazing. Listen, send on your CV. And I was like, OK, yeah, I will. And this all just happened. And I like didn't even feel like I thought about it that much. And then I was like, holy crap. I was like, I just... I just said I'm going to do a job in, in Da Nang. Like, what, what does that mean for my, my next, you know, few months? And, um, again, was really scared because I realized that I was going to have to do a demo class and it was in front of, like, 30 people in a the university. They weren't even kids. I was like, no, this is university. What am I doing? But I went and I did it. And, again, thankfully, I, I, I got that job. And then it meant that I was moving to Da Nang. So I moved to Da Nang. Wow. I didn't really know many people for a while. Um, I had a surfboard accident where, yeah, the surfboard went straight into my ear and <clears throat> like bust open. So for like two or three weeks, I was sick and mm. was just looking after myself. <laughs> but uh, but after after about a week or, or after about two or three weeks after the accident, I guess, uh, yeah, I I met like um, some people. So so some some lads were were there. I used to go to these like uh, yoga beats projects. It was called where we would go and dance and um, again, just do mad stuff. Like, uh, I don't know, just random, just dancing in front of other people and like uh, eye gazing and like uh, just random stuff that you like not normally do in, in my life anyway at the time. Yeah. So I was doing all that. And then I met like a, a gent there and he shared with me then that there was <clears throat> some men's circle happening. And I was like, do you know what? Uh, I'm going to do it. Yeah, why not? I'm going to try it. I was like, I don't know what it's about, but I'm going to do it. And I joined with these seven other guys, all from different parts of the world, like Germany, America, um, Poland. And like there was, yeah, all these countries anyway. And yeah, we we said that we we're going to meet at the side of the mountain in Santra, which is magnificent, like just this beautiful view. And yeah, we I, I go and I meet these guys and we sit down and we have this thing called a men's circle where yeah we just sit all together we have a like a topic for the night and yeah we have we have like this talking stick and and we sit down and we we listen to who speaks whoever has the talking stick speaks and we practice listening to them and then you know if we want to speak we can uh speak as well and other people listen to us so yeah i think a part of me was like what is this this is interesting like what am i doing but I had done sharing circles with, with men and women in Thailand. And I found them like really helpful to, for me to, yeah, just be myself and, and share with people. So, yeah, I ended up hanging out with these guys that I never met before. And they became like my best friends, basically. For, so for two and a half years, because of the lockdown and everything, we continued to meet on the side of a mountain uh, every week to talk about, yeah, to talk about different topics, you know. And sometimes it was... Sometimes it was good. Sometimes it might have been sad. Sometimes it might have been like, you know, a bit of 
a bit of pride involved between guys and things like that. But it's like, but we always sorted it out after, and we all, no matter what happened, you know, you agree that, like we we whatever happens in the circle stays in the circle, and we 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 move forward and we learn from it. Mm. So that was yeah, that was one of the biggest changing things in my life in the last two and a half years was was this and, and maybe that's something we can get into as well but was this like try like this um building a new relationship with men in my life you know ah. as an irish man it was it was a total total new experience as well to yeah to to the direction of my life and to healing and, and to relationship that i have with men now in my life you know so were there other irish guys in that men's circle with you at the time so in, in this circle, there was, I was, no, I happened to be the only Irish guy in that circle. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. how did that make you feel? Like, did that make you retreat more or did it actually create a space for you to open up more? Wow, that's interesting. I feel, I think at that stage, just for me at that stage, because I was in Thailand and already been practicing sharing circles that I just felt a bit more loose uh, to share you know, easy, easy to share. So I, to put, to put it in that perspective, I guess for the first time, right. Let's say I never left Ireland and I was uh, doing it for the first time. I would, there would be some, some, some probably a bit more nerves probably perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. Yeah. It's the anonymity, isn't it? Of not knowing the other person's background and life and the social yeah. construct of where they've come from, where yes. like, these random people you've met while you're traveling in Vietnam, you kind of, you come with a blank slate almost. Whereas mm -hmm. as I am, as I am in this room right now, and that's all they can take you as really, because they don't know your background. That's true. That's true. And I guess uh, I, I just knew one gentleman in that, that circle, but that, that was, yeah, that was probably it. Like I didn't know other people. Um, but yeah, I, I think that like, regardless if I knew them or not, two and a half years later, we knew every little single thing about each yeah. other. Yeah. Um, so, so we had become like absolute, you know, like brothers, like, you know, like really like a, I just a bond with someone that, yeah, it was just, yeah. Like for me, I never, never had that kind of like deep male bond where you talk about stuff that you're maybe weren't comfortable sharing before and you and, and you share it and you hear other people are going through the same kind of stuff and then you feel like all oh, right well we're not we're not alone here you know what i mean we're all in this together basically so it kind of feels yeah it makes you feel less um i guess less worried about yourself and less less of a feeling that you're in comp competition more of a feeling that you're in like a community you know what i mean so how did you get then to do coaching in Vietnam or you did teaching, wasn't it? Sorry. Great. So, well, so the, the initial thing that brought me was the, to, to the nine was the teaching. And yeah, so I just, <clears throat> again, said yes to something and I was like, okay, I'm afraid, but I'm just going to try it anyway and do it. And lo and behold, I got that job. So then later what happened was I, yeah, again, I'm questioning. I'm like, oh, I'm now, uh, I'm now like three months or four months into traveling, and I haven't done any coaching yet, and I need to do coaching. <laughs> so this, this, these uh, old fears were coming up again. But again, I was also reminding myself that you know it's okay that I haven't done it yet. It's going to happen when it's going to happen. And for a while, I, 
I was, uh, yeah, I was a bit like worried about what I would do or how I would kind of make a workshop and things like that. And eventually what actually happened was I was sharing with people I knew that I was doing it. And a lot of the guys that I met actually from the men's circle as well, they were, you know, really open-minded and they were like, yeah, I want to try coaching. Let's, you know, let, let me, let me, let me go through this and, and try and help myself, you know, get where I want to go or become more fulfilled or whatever. And yeah, so, so basically I, um, I got the confidence from doing some coaching there and then I was also on the Pat Divoli workshop as well, working and learning with loads of other people. And I was connecting with so many people. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. Um, and I just was like, right. One day I was like, I don't care. I, I text this, uh, or I met this owner of a restaurant and I said, they had like a well-being kind of community thing going on. And I was like, I'm doing a workshop. Uh, I was like, I'm doing it for free and I'm going to, oh no, I didn't actually. I was like, I'm, I'm charging this much and I'm going to do it because I'd been working on this thing for like ages and I knew it was going to be good, but I was just really nervous. Um, but I went and I did it and we got like, yeah, it was full and people had an amazing time and they loved it. And I was like, wow, I've actually got up in front of people and did what I loved. I don't even remember doing it because I was just in flow and I was like, if, you know, if I look back 15 years ago, whatever, and in, in, in that stage where I had the shame and the panic attacks and someone would tell me, you're going to get up and speak in front of people and you're going to help them to be themselves. I would have just been like, like, just probably cringe and be like, stop, like that feels so uncomfortable. So I think that's when, yeah, in that one of that, that was one of the moments where I really was like, wow, man, I think, I think you've. You know, I think you've made hit a milestone where you actually said you were going to go and do this, but now you're living what you're saying you were going to do. And that was very, there's a very um, uh, aligned feeling with myself. I really felt aligned. I really felt fulfilled in myself because I was like, this is the start of, you know, this is the start of being myself in the world and, and, and doing my best and, and enjoying it at the same time. So, so that was, that was when it first started. And of course, you know, you do a few workshops like that and then you become known in the place and the community. And then from there, yeah, I started building clients and, and working on a one-to-one -one basis. And yeah, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. So then tell us about then the decision to come back to Ireland. Right. Yeah. The decision to come back to Ireland. Yeah. It was definitely made by the universe too <laughs> because I, we were having a wonderful time in Vietnam like and honestly sometimes I felt guilty because I remember like one time being in this uh, kind of like bonfire and we we're all partying like in in this beautiful kind of like that that beach place in the movie that you were talking about in the where you went in in, yeah. in Hanoi and it's this beautiful place and in you know it was lockdown in in Ireland and in most of the world and it was kind of it felt like it was a dream almost because there wasn't there was no like when everyone else was locked down we were free to do what we wanted and go to the beach and all these things so a part of me felt like a bit weird from that but like at the same time it was like look enjoy it you know and anyway as things happen you know all things go full circle in life so then it was about i'd say yeah maybe maybe six months ago or seven months ago we had been on lockdown now for like intensively for like two or three months and basically you can't leave you can like leave outside your apartment for like a kilometer or something but you can't go any further 
and it, it slowly started things started to happen where the community then we couldn't meet each other as much then uh, you know you got nice delivered beautiful uh, vegetarian meals uh, like just delivered to your door and then they stopped they stopped deliveries and then it's then it happened where you had to you weren't allowed to leave your apartment and you had to stay in your apartment and you couldn't go and get food your food had to be ordered from a list sometimes the food wasn't there so it was like these little major values in my life just getting crossed off the list wow. like community you know health well-being food friends and um yeah i was just like okay we need to try and get out of here and um actually i wasn't even like 100 with that yet but my girlfriend and one of her other friends they were like this place could be shut uh, shut down for like three months like we may have to be in our apartments for three months because that's what had happened in ho chi minh so <clears throat> i was like not really listening to it until the food we couldn't get the food we wanted then i was like all right that's it i can't even get my own groceries i was like i'm out of here so anyway we tried to get out and and then we start hearing right guys you can't leave because your place is a high risk zone of of uh, the coronavirus and we were like no but we we are leaving they're like no you're not leaving so anyway we had to get on to bring everyone in in denying and eventually this guy was like I'll bring you, I'll get you to Hanoi because you couldn't fly anywhere because all flights were cancelled. You couldn't leave Da Nang apparently because of the, yeah, we didn't have, uh, we were in a high risk zone, but other parts of Da Nang could leave. So it was really confusing. Like, honestly, like just a real head wreck. So like, even though I had a longer of enjoyment with like less COVID breaks, that it was really intense lockdown. Like all these things happening. Like one day you're looking at Facebook, next day, you're trying to see can you get out of there and it was just really not the best place to be in the world so anyway this guy says that he's gonna get two drivers and he's gonna get us out of denying and we were like like how are you going to do this because we can't leave and no one's allowed to drive anywhere and he was like trust me you know he was like he said something like with that mindset do you think you're going to get out of here and like he's this is a vietnamese guy i was like here this this fella's yeah he's he knows what he's talking about i was like let's trust him so anyway, he he um, we paid him some money. He we were supposed to get our uh, PCR test before we left. The, the hospital that was to give us the PCR test said that they got they got uh, there was Corona in the hospital, so they couldn't do the test the night before we're supposed to leave. We are just like have everything kind of semi packed and we're like, right, we're getting out of here. And then this happens. And in this legend of a guy in Da Nang, um, he somehow gets on to some doctor and the doctor says that he come he will come to our house in the morning at 7 a.m give us a pcr test get, bring us back the results and then he's going to help escort us out of the night so he goes comes the next day do the pcr test brings him back then the guy is like wait outside for 15 minutes and we're outside there's nobody else outside it's it's silence and it feels like really the longest 15 minutes of my life i'm like how is this guy going to come because we're not allowed to leave the place and like well, how what's he gonna do like so next minute i'm looking i look over my shoulder and this <laughs> ambulance parks up outside the apartment <laughs> and this guy winds down the window this this uh these uh, uh what kind of windows are the tented windows and he's like hey he's like come come quick he's like J jump in jump in so we get all our bags it's throw the them into the bag in the ambulance brought him into the back of the ambulance and we jump into the ambulance and we all duck down and this guy 
Oh puts on the sirens and he drives all the way out of the Nang. True. And I didn't realize he was leaving. And I was just seeing all these checkpoints with like army guys with like guns and stuff. Mm. And like there was a checkpoint like every 200 meters. It was crazy. Oh and God. we were just driving through them with the sirens. <laughs> <laughs> what a legend. Like, yeah, what a legend of a guy, that, that, that driver. But and then this guy was waiting for us and he brought us straight to Hanoi, 17 hours in a in another van, in a in a Jeep, all the way to Hanoi Airport. And we arrived in Hanoi Airport 24 hours early. And I was the happiest guy ever to be in an empty airport, this big, spacious empty airport after being locked down for so long. But uh yeah, that's how that's how the decision was made to leave. And that's how we eventually we we got back on Irish soil then on the yeah, that was like the 13th of August or something. <laughs> wow. So yeah. And then what was it like for you, like recalibrating back into life in Ireland after two and a half years of being away? Very, very interesting and 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 different. And I don't know if anyone else has went away for a while and, and you come back sometimes and yeah, like my my family were there and, and hugging me, but I was hugging them, but I didn't feel like I was uh, I was in like I was there fully. I didn't feel like I was in my body. It was like I was, I don't know, like watching something happen. It was a very weird experience. Um, and I think for a while, like it took me a while to settle in that I'm home. I'm back in Ireland now, you know. Yeah. But eventually, I yeah, I, I I settled in. But after about, I think because it was so intense the lockdown and stuff over there that like. Yeah, three, like for at least three or four weeks when I came back, uh, my girlfriend and I, Anna, we were both like just trying to chill, trying to relax, but at the same time, uh, yeah, wanting to keep working on the coaching. So it was a very difficult thing because, again, your values are misaligned. You know, you want to keep coaching, but at the same time, you're really tired and you're, you know, probably had a bit of a breakdown and you probably need to to sit and be with that. And thankfully, uh, yeah, we, we, we did that as best we could anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sounds like didn't you do some things in Ireland then with her, with Anna? Yeah, yeah. Eventually we we got up running. We did a couple of uh we did a couple of free webinars and just workshops to initially where we started helping people was with kind of career change, you know, because again, a lot of people similarly wanted to, you know, questioning their life right now, saying, you know, what's important to me and uh, do I need to stay doing what I'm doing for the rest of my life? Are there other opportunities? And yeah, so so basically we're kind of helping some workshops to to people around that area. And I think now the yeah the direction I guess that we're moved into is more kind of about uh, accepting yourself, accepting where you are, and then kind of making a fulfilling life you know, regardless of your situation, because, you know, a lot of people are in situations that are difficult now, but we can choose to, you know, to learn to do some inner work. So sometimes when the outer is, when the outer life is not working and we try, we keep taking action and trying and nothing happens. It's, it's time to learn how to go in and trust yourself and go on that hero's journey is what I like to call it. And um, yeah, basically we're really focused on helping people with that so that they can, connect with their purpose and passion again and then create a fulfilling life because it is it is our choice we do we do a, 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 um, approach life with a with an attitude and how we you know see things does affect how, how things change so so um but yeah that's 
it's a little side note into what we're doing now. And, and that's kind of how the journey has been back. I guess I met my friends finally, and it was really nice to, to connect with them again. I felt like, yeah, some things, yeah, hadn't changed as well. I was definitely like, um, yeah, lots of joking and all that kind of, you know, lad crack yeah. that was, uh, that was going on, but it was, I'm, I think at the start I was more, yeah, like it, it was difficult and challenging, but as I've accepted where I am now in this, this current time, it's, it's getting easier and I am learning to appreciate things that I never fully appreciated, uh, before, like for example, hiking in, in, in Mylosa and, um, you know, going for a swim in Killaloo and the cold water that like, I, you know, I, I didn't have that for two and a half years. That's actually really, really um, revigorating, I would say. So it's funny. It, there's, there's many things that are also beautiful here. And I think coming back with a fresh pair of eyes and, and obviously a changed uh, person inside and outside, like I can, I can appreciate life in, in a new way. And it's, it's not to say that it's not challenging. There's a lot of things that are difficult as well. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's good to be back for now. So I'm interested to know, right, when you're coming back home and you just mentioned about you coming back into your friendship groups, right? Like, how have you found, I don't even know what the word is, like adapting or adjusting back into life at home knowing you went through that kind of huge journey of like healing and becoming that authentic self and kind of meeting yourself. Like, are you still the Jonathan that they know or would they say you're totally different? That's very interesting. I think, uh, first of all, like just coming back is, is real always, like no matter who you are, it's, it's a challenge. Cause even in the, I mentioned the hero's journey there, um, in that right it's there's like a if anyone who doesn't know about it there's a movie called finding joe and it talks all about it but the last one of the final parts of that is coming home and making the return you know so like that's when we travel oftentimes it's beautiful and it helps us but then at some stage we got to go home and you know reintegrate what we've learned mm -hmm. so for me it's um it's at the start i found it like really difficult because i again like you know I didn't really drink as much, you know, over the last two and a half years because I wasn't in that environment and we had different ways of meeting people. So I, I had to, I had to like kind of loosen myself up a bit, you know, and be like, Hey, I can go to, you know, I can obviously go to a pub and meet my friends and, and enjoy the, I can go back and, and enjoy it, but I don't have to like do it all the time anymore. So I found that that really helped like, kind of loosening myself up to like not judge myself like that I was you know because I think when you make a transformation you really try to move away from what you used to do but mm -hmm. the, the really healthy thing is actually allowing yourself you know come to the middle again come back to balance so for me I, I guess uh, yeah like doing kind of meeting my friends in the middle with what they like to do and hanging out with them and a great thing obviously has been uh, sport as well so like being able to, to, and I feel like that's one of the biggest things we have here in Ireland, but it's like sport with guy with uh, connecting with your friends, you know, and things like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's been, it's, uh, it's been, it's been hard, but the longer I'm here, it's, it, it's, it's easier. Uh, it's becoming easier for sure. Yeah. Cause I suppose, like you said before, when we, 
were talking before just to kind of like go through what you wanted to speak about and you had mentioned how I suppose it's it's our ancestral home there is that home feeling you're bound to feel at home there anyway despite the 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 change or the transformation you've gone on for the last two and a half years and for anyone really yeah yeah I feel yeah I do I do feel that I guess so there was a part of me that you know obviously didn't want to come home and things like that and a lot of my friends that I that I met traveling as well especially in the men's circle you know we've got to chat about these things but like wanting to 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 travel forever and be in that lovely you know environment is like in one in one way it's like it's not healthy because if we do anything all the time you know it, it becomes unhealthy eventually so being back and and i think uh being connected to to your roots you know I, i'm definitely more interested connecting to like where my mom's from where my dad's from and and, and just like culturally and historically learning more about them you know and even like just being at home in my mom's uh, where her parents used to live there's like a nice farm and just like yeah just walking along there and being there is just like it's a very grounding feeling you know you feel like you're your home and you're this is no matter where you go but this is where your roots are you know what I mean so you you it's good to connect to that and it's good to to not run away from that either because we all know moving home like when we change as a person we're like oh my god I have to be like this or these people you know are going to challenge me on this or whatever but at the end of the day like you know these people are our home and this is where we started off so it's learning to live uh learning to live with people and and you know get along with people because we're all going to change and be different but it's it's accepting where we are where all where we are is which makes life um the most easiest to live you know the most peaceful way so yeah oh i love it i think I think it's unreal. And I think you have so much potential to share what you've learned, Jonathan, like with people in Ireland. And like, I know you spoke about the men's circles. Like, would you ever consider creating your own men's circle there in Limerick or even beyond? 100%. Yes, yes. It's actually, yeah, it's definitely, it's a project that I'm actually in the middle of now even. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to open up spots for that for sure. Definitely. I'm hoping like between possibly six to eight people and yeah we're going to do some type of uh, program whether it's six weeks or even a bit longer whatever we'll, we'll see the way it is but I'm, I'm going to open up spots for that soon and yeah I'll definitely share it and you can you can share it with other other guys or girls who are listening to this who feel that like you know this speaks to their heart or maybe they know someone who could benefit from this or who's ready to 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 you know to answer that call in their life and they can they can share this with them because that's how yeah that's how i'm here today speaking uh you know confidently and you know as authentically as i can uh because because of this because of trusting myself because of uh yeah being able to be um not no longer see men as competition and see them as brothers and form that like tight-knit community that allows you to just yeah to shine to be yourself you know and what can so anyone that's listening right now especially men what can they expect from a typical men's circle session what does it look like for them amazing you know what you gotta do you gotta go and you gotta experience it <laughs> um, honestly that's the best advice i can give but no like 
the I guess the main thing is to reassure guys that I think with a lot of people and even with me in my experience was that you have nothing to be afraid of. It's not like someone you're sitting there and people are going to say like, oh, you know, tell me your biggest secret or whatever. I know you're insecure about this. It's it, we it's completely the opposite of all this way we have learned uh, in life to grow and communicate, especially with men. It's 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 much more learning to connect with what's what's alive inside your heart you know so what's what's in your heart and connecting to that and learning how to do it and you don't have to be perfect at it you learn how to do this and how do you learn how to do it you learn how to do it by coming along and listening to other men speak about what what they feel like they need to share and you listen with your heart and just just being in that space and doing that uh serious healing and 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 uh feeling of community happens in, in that space and it's it's it, you know it's hard to describe it in words but basically I guess what it looks like is you know you come you sit in a circle usually we'll speak about a topic and we will share from our hearts not intellectually but from our hearts what we feel about the topic how it relates to us in our life and we will use yeah some form of uh, yeah like a, a talking stick so everybody gets to share if they want to share and that's the big thing if you don't want to share that's okay too you can just listen but this type of work being in this type of community this type of energy is one of the most healing things i've done in my life so far and i'm i'm 100 sure that it can you know it has the ability to heal so many other people and uh, I, I yeah i hope by sharing this you know people just you know be curious be curious and 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 come along and, and know that there's no there's no judgment you know and uh, i'm always open to chatting to anyone even if they don't want to join her like that but if they just want to talk and, and bounce ideas and and you know i'm always here because i i think that's uh yeah that's what the world needs we need people to listen and to be you know to be able to be honest with each other so yeah and i can definitely vouch for you that like you're definitely a person that has no judgment when you're speaking with someone you know you're very um you're just very open-minded and you're very comfortable to talk with. And I think there's definitely evidence there that you're, I'm sure, a fantastic coach with both men and women, but I'm sure you you bring that comforting side to, to, to the space when you're coaching men. Um, I have a question for you, you, right? It's twofold. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I want you to think about the generation of men right now that are mm-hmm. around the world that are in your um, age group. What are you most proud of to be part of this generation of men? And what is your wish that you had more of for this generation of men? Oh my gosh. That's a really, really interesting one. Um, So I believe that it's a weird one, okay? So, but definitely there's a change in, in, in men you know, in this century, there's been a huge change. And um, we've moved away from the John Wayne archetype, you know, like, just like a rock, uh, pretend that you don't have any emotions. And that worked up to a certain point in our life. But now I think we have a bunch of lads and guys out there that really are more in touch with their emotions or they're, they're feeling them a bit more but they're, they're so scared and they're so afraid to, to share that with the world, to share that with themselves. 
to be honest with themselves to take that step and you know like i guess the old men are probably like oh they're you know they're awake or whatever like but but really what's happening is this generation of men are becoming more in touch with 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 that with that energies inside of them with the masculine and the feminine and they know they're becoming aware that both of these are needed in order to function in life to be to be a full adult you need to be 100 masculine and 100 feminine you need to embrace all the qualities within you so i think that <clears throat> like we're on the verge of a lot of guys feeling this and knowing that you know they might be a bit confused but they're on the verge of change and there's a new you know evolving man going to come from all of this which is a man who is able to uh, share their feelings share their emotions be honest be themselves and also embrace their you know their masculine qualities as well and like i i feel that 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 is about to happen well like really that we have a choice if we want to make that happen we can and there is people doing it already and i'm one of them and it's really helped my life and and i guess that's what yeah that's that's what i that's what i would share with that question and the second one was what do i hope was it what do you wish that the men of this generation had more of oh my goodness that is a great question <laughs> oh my goodness i guess we i wish we had more of um I guess I wish we had more of a connection with our, yeah, with our, with our, with our father figures in our life, that we had more of an open connection that we could <clears throat> share how we're feeling. And I guess, you know, we can, but also that, you know, we had the open mind of, of the older generation, you know, men to also open up a bit and to understand and for us to kind of like meet somewhere in the middle where we, we can have a conversation where we can share our feelings and someone can, uh, you know, understand what you're talking about, <laughs> you know. So I, I guess maybe that would be something I I, I wished was that there was, <clears throat> you know, growing up for most men, you know, you, you rarely like, for me anyway, like would be hugging or even if you hug your dad, like you're not fully talking about, you know, for example, like, oh, I'm feeling really um, insecure about myself. You know, I'm feeling ashamed of this. You know, we don't go into that because it's, yeah, and 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 one hundred percent to them, you know, they were never trained in that either. <laughs> but I feel like there there is guys now who are because of the information who's it's around that you know we are becoming more aware. So I guess that that's probably one of the biggest things I I, I wished, and also that maybe maybe some of the archetypes for men was uh, there there was a bit more of a broader range because there's um, yeah, like if we understood that it's also good to have you know compassion that it's also good to have um, understanding and acceptance and, and the actual, the power, the power of non-doing and the power of actually just being mm -hmm. and being there in yourself, in your, in your, in your spirit, in your groundedness. Like if we could, if we could learn about that type of stuff too, if that was there, I guess that could also have helped us to realize that there's a lot of value in, 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 in the feminine energy as well, where we are, more um i guess yeah more passive but also more flowing through life and we're not very uh rigid and stuck in our ways we're able to kind of move more like the ocean you know what i mean so i guess yeah that's what i would answer what i would share there no i love that that is no that is cool so before i go into the quick fire round i want to ask do you feel there is a shift starting to happen in ireland 
There, you know what, there is a shift happening in Ireland for sure. And even, even when I was away, like and online and I see things, people posting and, and talking to family back home, that people are definitely becoming more aware and they're, you know, they're probably doing their own self-help practices silently as we all do in Ireland and not sharing it or because we don't want to be seen like as, you know, someone who's uh, talking themselves up or anything like that. You know, we want to like hide in our stations. But I feel like that there are people becoming more aware. There are people uh, more willing to talk about what's going on in their lives and, and get involved in self-development. I, I feel where we need to, I guess, get some more help is, is yeah, just overcoming, you know, this, yeah, shame of, of sharing uh, things that are, that are not often sp spoken about in your circle, you know what I mean? Sharing things outside of that and being able to openly uh, share with, with non-judgment and uh, get a bit deeper, you know, know, know each other on a deeper level because of that. So I guess that's our challenge is to, is to overcome that and to learn possibly just how to accept it and how to heal it, which is, uh, funnily enough, true sharing with others. So... <laughs> Um, yeah, it's. I, I feel. I feel like there's a big shift in Ireland. I, I definitely think it's going in in the right direction in in a lot of ways too. And yeah, as you were sharing with me there, you know that thing in Hove there last night for the full moon and like loads of people out just mm. having a crazy time with power ons and just like singing and dancing. It seems like uh, yes, I, I didn't see that a few years ago, so it's awesome to to hear about these things, you know. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with everything you're saying there. Like there is a movement happening, definitely. And I can see where like people are becoming a lot more like connected with even like um, our Celtic roots. Have you noticed that trend? People are getting... Yes, yeah. I've, I've, I noticed with Newgrange anyway, like uh, recently there, they had the, the winter solstice and there were so many people out there again and uh, celebrating that and, and recognizing, yeah, that we have... That, that's a funny thing, actually, like me being one of these people, you know, go to different places in the world to, to you know, experience what it's like to live in Peru or to do ayahuasca and see these shamans and all these things. And then you, you know, we just realized that, you know, we had all these druids and all these different, like, you know, rich folklore in Ireland, like of these mighty warriors and all this stuff. And it's it's so rich and full of culture. And sometimes we... For me, anyway, yeah, we, we, we don't notice that until we go away and then we realize, yeah, when you when you get outside of a place and you look back and you say, ah, oh, that, that place is, you know, there's something very special about that place and I'm, I'm happy to be from there, you know. Yeah. No, it is. And like you said, it's so rich in folklore that we kind of, we were in search of it everywhere else in the world when it is on our doorstep at home. Definitely. Okay, so Jonathan, you just mentioned there that you were improved. So would you mind sharing about that, please? Yes, of course. So <laughs> before I went traveling, I had a friend. And when I was about 18, I seen this YouTube documentary uh, on this, this plant medicine called ayahuasca. And of course, I watched it and I was seeing the shamans and, and, and all of this uh, connection to the earth they had, connection to life, connection to... To, to plants and, and animals and I was like wow this is so cool like I it, it seems like another world to, to what I'm kind of living in you know what I mean um and yeah I was I was I was drawn to it so I shared it with my friend 
uh, a couple of years later and he he looked at it and I guess my idea was like maybe someday I was like if I travel the world I might come back and I might do this and and uh, see if it can help me and I shared it with my friend and about two months later uh, excuse me I shared it with my friend like you know in my 25 in my when I was about 25 26 and he looked at it and about two months later or whatever he was like hey do you want to actually go and do this and I was kind of like, really? Like we we actually like go to as like to Peru, like and go and meet the shamans and go and do this. He was like, Yeah, why not? Like, let's let's do it. And I was definitely a bit like kind of I was like, I was like, oh, a bit, a bit kind of scared, but at the same time, I was like, Yeah, you know what? I wanted to do it. And I was like, you know. If I do it before I go traveling, you know, how bad? I was like, <laughs> Let's see what happens, whatever. So in fairness, I did uh, take it quite seriously. And for like four weeks beforehand, I, I only ate like a certain type of foods. Actually, yeah, I went off meat and ate like a plant-based diet, no coffee, uh, no sex, all these, all these crazy things. And I did it properly. And I got to, yeah, I got to to Peru and I, I love the place and all that. And then it was the first night like uh, where we had our first ceremony. And I just before it, like the shaman was doing these rituals, you know, with plants like rosemary cleaning us of our, uh, yeah, any like bad energy, any stuff that we had in us that we wanted to let go of. And in that moment, I started really feeling like, oh my God, like this is real. Like this is, there's something happening here. Like, and looking up and it's the moon is out and the stars and, all these dogs howling. I felt really, I felt really uh, like something serious was going to happen. So, so then we went inside the the teepee, and you know, and, and this is another story, I guess, for people is like you know because I had done like uh, you know uh, mushrooms before. I thought like that. Oh, you know, this is going to be like mushrooms, and you know, I'll be able to do it, and all this, it'll be fine. And really, I guess what I learned is, yeah, we have to have serious respect for all this. This you know these modalities of healing so anyway i'm inside i i the the shaman blesses it he starts singing i drink the the ayahuasca and i yeah for some reason i <laughs> wanted to taste the, the tobacco so i like smoked some of the the shaman's tobacco and um i remember just needing to go to the bathroom and then like being in the bathroom and just being really confused, like not knowing if I was me or if I was something else or if I was like just melting into the into the universe. Like it, it was a very strange and, and frightening feeling. But then eventually I got back into the. Uh, oh, I just actually what happened was I started getting so scared that I was I started feeling like I was going to die. This this really intense feeling that I was going to die started coming over me. and it was so real that like I was, I was like crying and just calling for my, for my parents, calling for my, my sisters and things like this. Cause I, I, yeah, before I hand, obviously my parents were like, you know, this is, sounds like a ridiculous idea. You shouldn't do this. But I was like, you know, I, I want to, yeah, I told them. Yeah. Cause they were like, why are you going to Peru? I had to tell, I had to tell them something, but, um, but I was, I was, Honestly, it was uh, it was very intense, and I was I honestly I would say like I was probably not even ready for it, and it lasted yeah at like four or five hours, but I was 
very distraught and kind of um yeah just thinking I was going to die all the time but I yeah I went through that process and I think for me what was missing was I, I needed someone to help me in that moment to say that you know there is a part of you dying you know your ego in this moment is is dying you're you're it, it you know you're like leaving that part of you who you think you are and it's 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 that was very confusing for me I was having a full-blown ego death um but anyway, that and that didn't happen because it wasn't supposed to. But the next day, I felt so out of out of my body. Like I felt that I I, I was like questioning, did I die? Like, or am I here? Like it, it was a very weird experience, and I felt like in between, like, am I here or am I? What's going on? And I was very, I guess, for me, I had probably expectations before, so I I I went in with questions: What am I supposed to do for the rest of my life? Uh, how you know what how am I going to be successful these type of questions I didn't before I took ayahuasca <laughs> and uh, it's 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 really more kind of a I, I would say healing uh, medicine than than Leah like this genie who's going to tell you what, what you're going to do you know but <clears throat> I am um, I was very confused and <clears throat> we went in, in that state we went to to help at this this orphanage of people that were you know like we're missing like yeah, body parts couldn't walk properly, you know, uh, maybe just had some uh, mental uh, kind of disabilities going on, things like this. And <clears throat> basically, we, yeah, I, I just had to, like, help these people and didn't, um, we had to feed them, for example, like this fish and break out, the, take out the bones and feed them the fish. And I like hated touching food beforehand and was like, I was like, oh, my God, I feel like I died. All this stuff. Like, I, I don't know what's wrong. I, who am I? And then I just started helping these people. You know, this is a part of the program. And I started helping these people with, with the other guys who did the ayahuasca journey as well. And, and I just start thinking, you know what, it's not about like me. And am I, you know, I had this shitty experience or I had this, you know, like this, uh, who am I or like really being kind of confused about myself. And as soon as I started helping people, all of that chatter in my mind went it left. And I felt like, yeah, this is it. Like, it's, it's not about like staying in my mind and, and poor me and all that. When I get out and I actively uh, be with others and help them, like no matter who they are, people who are it doesn't matter what they are, but just the act of helping people and being kind heals, heals you. And, and, and that's what I realized that that in that moment, that like, that's what I was there for. And it didn't matter about what happened with the ayahuasca and anything like this. And that actually gave me the confidence to, to feel like I could do it again. Cause we had to do three ceremonies. So that was only ceremony number one, but, uh, but anyway, I short story, I did the other two ceremonies and it was very, uh, yeah it was a very profound experience and it really just taught me to with anything in life really and especially when it comes to like plant medicine and things like that to really do our homework and to have respect for what we're doing because it's you know you, we're not messing with just like yeah like some some I don't know some some stuff we mess with back home like it's 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 real and it's it's about um yeah, to, to see if you're really ready to, to make this kind of like, you know, uh, sacrifice in your life because you're really going to, for me, it really destroyed who I thought I was and opened up that space for, for, the, for the new Jonathan to emerge. And I, I remember one thing they said, do not try and analyze this. They said, do not try to analyze this now because you will not be able to make sense of it. But they said six months later, a year later, they said, your life will start to make sense. 
And uh, that was like the best information they gave because it's only now when I look back and I, and I see what happened. And on that night, I definitely had this kind of massive realization, you know, up until that point, you know, and I think most people, we live as if we're never going to die. You know, we live like we're just going to live forever. And that point kind of gave me just a gentle, like, you know, slap into the face and say, you're not going to be here forever, uh, you know, in this life, in this body. So if you have things that you seriously care about, if you have things that you're deeply passion, passionate about and you feel like it's your purpose to share them, then go and do it, you know. And, and, I, and that's the, now I can see that that's the message it gave me. But in the time, I was just really disappointed and I didn't know what was happening. But uh, I guess, yeah, just share that story to... So also just, yeah, I think it's really important with, with all of these things that we really just treat them with respect. And uh, if our intention is pure, you know, we will we will get the healing we need. But if it's if if it's a bit shady and it's not right, like you're you're not you yeah you shouldn't go down that direction, basically. That's good advice. That's good advice. Um, God, that sounds so interesting. So interesting. I've heard a lot about it in Peru, for sure. Is that where it originates in Peru? Um, so actually, I think some, I'm like not 100% sure, but it's between, I believe, uh, Brazil and Peru. And even like it started off with just a leaf. And then it, it is crazy when you think about it, though. So in all the millions and millions of different types of plants in the jungle in Peru and Brazil, they found one leaf, one leaf of all these different uh, plants and they found one vine off another tree and they found just yeah by mixing these together in a tea and a ceremony that this uh brings you on a yeah a massive massive inward life-changing journey and uh yeah can you know yeah help you to like literally you know get rid of everything you have inside you whether it's through dancing sweating puking or anything it's it's uh it's quite intense. It's quite intense, but it's also just one of those things where you wonder, like, how? How's yeah? This is, you know, life is amazing. I know. I love it. I love it. Oh, it's so cool. Honestly, it's so cool chatting to you, Jonathan. All right. Will we finally get into this quick fire round? I feel so bad because I just keep asking so many questions. I just. I love it. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I just hope that it's okay for you. <laughs> no, I love it too. Honestly, that's why I keep asking questions because I just I. I think it's great chatting to you. All right, so quick fire round of questions. So what is the first thing you notice about a person? Uh, the first thing I notice about a person is their energy and their eyes. I think that's the, yeah, the first things I, I look at and I feel. Okay. Would you be quite sensitive to energies with a person? I would notice, I would, pay, I would definitely pick up on energies uh, I, I noticed the first thing I always tend to do is, is smile when I see people so it's yeah I guess I see if they if they resonate with the smile or not and yeah. it's all you know it is what it is after that that's good, that's good. okay habits that have improved your life uh, being vulnerable being honest and sharing from my learning to connect with my heart and share uh, being in nature immersing myself in nature every day whether it's a walk whatever swim uh just get outside in nature um movement always helped me through my healing journey no matter what it is and the other thing is yeah just eating a ton of fruit and vegetables every day as many as i can 
Wow. So are you vegan or vegetarian? Um, so basically, I, I, I don't like to say I'm any of them because I, I guess I would say I'm like 80 to 90% plant-based most of the time. However, I am definitely like, you know, at Christmas, I had a bit of turkey and things like that. You know what I mean? I'm not totally against anything. I just really go with how I feel and, and tune into that and, you know, let that guide me rather than, yeah, rather than what I think other people are going to think, you know? Cool. I like that. Sounds quite balanced. All right. What's on your bucket list next? So one of the things on my bucket list is definitely to go and do a Wim Hof breathwork retreat. So I don't know if, yeah, maybe people know him listening to this, but yeah, he has this like retreat out in uh, some place in, in Poland where you meet him and uh, whatever, six or eight other crazy people. And yeah, you just uh, do the Wim Hof method and you also like get into your shorts and high, climb a mountain. I think it's Mount Schnezka or something like that in minus whatever degrees and you go up the mountain in your shorts and yeah, through the breathing technique and in the group, you, you learn how to do that. And I really want to do that because I think it is going to scare the fucking shit out of me and put me uh, out of my comfort zone and also help me to recognize and and just own the actual power that's that's inside inside of me and inside of everyone you know so yeah i think it's something that i really want to do soon hopefully okay something that's interesting now because i heard this on a podcast earlier today it sounds to me like uh and i thought this is a great analogy it was by do you know the guy who wrote the book atomic habits james clear yeah yes so he not was, personally but i know of him yeah. And he was being interviewed today by Brene Brown, right? Oh, and wow. yeah, it, it's a really good part. It's in two parts. So I listened to part one today. And he said, he described himself as a person who accelerates when he meets fear, whereas some people, a majority of people break. And I say that because I'm from what you just said there about the Wim Hof retreat, it sounds to me like you're like him, where you accelerate towards fear rather than break. Would that be true? Yes, I, I, I notice like most of the times in my life, I am definitely an experiencer. I like to experience things and, and do things and try them out. And yeah, sometimes I, I, I definitely don't wait around to, yeah, to see if it's okay to do it. I, I just like to go and do it sometimes. And then after maybe I, sometimes it's a really good thing. And other times it's like, oh man, I don't know if that was the best idea. But um yeah, yeah, I, I, that's why I really like this idea that I, I, you know, just to reconnect to the power inside us, because, you know, from what I've shared in the podcast so far, I know that a huge team in my life was, you know, listening to other people and asking for help and advice from others, rather than listening to myself and becoming my own best cheerleader, my own best friend, my own best father, my own best mother um you know and 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 recognizing what i have inside me i think that's the like that's the foundation for all of us to to our happiness is just to recognize how how you know how honestly how great and beautiful of of a being we all are you know and when we truly recognize that we yeah you, we there's no need for comparison anymore we just are who we are and and you know uh people respect you for that and, and you know you also respect others too so it's it's something that's important to me and yeah it's, it's what I struggle throughout most of my life and it's what I keep going towards every day and keep trying to share you know to 
to just be yourself as best you can. And, you know, you can't, you don't go too much wrong from there, I believe. Definitely not. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not steered you wrong anyway, for sure. It's got you to an amazing journey so far, Jonathan. Um, okay, what are you most grateful for in life? It's a great question. So uh, for me, I guess what I'm most grateful for in life is um, learning to connect with that part of myself that, that doesn't change. And in doing that, I feel like that's also helped me to connect to other, what I like to call kindred spirits. So basically people who, yeah, who, you, you know, when you meet some people and, and that vibe is, you know, the energy is just really, really peaceful and also like joyful, happy energy. And you feel like you've known them your whole life, but you haven't known them that long. It's a, uh, it's kind of these moments in life is is what I'm 100% most grateful for because I think also it helps me look back at my life and and realize that yeah everything that's happening is is just constant all the time is change you know and sometimes I get really uh, into the stories of what's happening in life and like oh Jonathan's doing this or Jonathan's doing that or you, you shouldn't do that you shouldn't do this and sometimes it reminds me just to take a step back and like you know be just become aware of, oh, this is happening, but it's not just always, you know, happening to me. And there's something, you know, there's something outside there that helps me to be more calm. And that's when I connect to that part of myself, which, which doesn't change. And yeah, that, and, and just meeting like-minded people, uh, opening up, sharing about, about my story and listening to their story with an open heart is, uh, for me, it's like, yeah, it's like one of the meaning of life why we're here so yeah thank you for that question oh, I like that that's so I love that answer so a con a content that you have consumed that has influenced a positive change in your life right so this is such an uh, interesting one so the best concept that I consumed was actually the concept that I that I learned uh, back uh, a couple of years ago and that's when I as I shared to you I went to the that uh, monastery in Thailand and I learned meditation from from Buddhist monks this type of meditation which is uh, vipassana meditation and what that really taught me and funnily enough now as I share also the, the ayahuasca was there was two really distinct messages and they were stop consuming it was stop consuming everything and it was like listen to yourself and trust yourself because if I the more I do that, the more I sit and, and listen to myself or go on a walk with myself in nature is the more when I, you know, when I connect to the power that's inside me with the answers, like the answers that I look for everywhere on the Internet or in magazines or uh, on Instagram or YouTube, those answers are inside me and they can only be inside me because I am the one with, you know, if I have the problem or the one who wants something to be solved. So that that has been the biggest concept of my life and i'm no way um amazing at this yet but it's it's one that keeps coming back to me and it's it's just blocking out the information because we're now in an information overloaded uh planet so i think it's it can be you know a big distraction so for me it's really about yeah coming back to to myself and 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 uh, meditating every day it doesn't have to be that hard literally just sitting in silence with yourself for two or three minutes starting like that and just 
getting to know, getting to know yourself, you know, getting to trust yourself. And um, yeah, so that, that's, that's, that's definitely it there. And is there, I think you mentioned there was a quote you'd like to share. Yes, so recently I watched the movie uh, Gandhi, which I had no idea, but I just said I'd watch it, uh, Mahatma Gandhi, and it was one of the most powerful things I've seen last year. And uh, it's like a three-hour movie, and usually I wouldn't watch that, but I was just so intrigued by it. And he shares this, this, this quote that just really spoke to my heart, and I think it's, it speaks to the world, and it's like, yeah, one of these timeless quotes, and it, that is... The only devils in the world are those running around in our own hearts. And that is where all our battles ought to be fought. And I just thought that was <clears throat> so powerful because, you know, even with me being home now, even wherever you are, you're in your job, you're in your your day to day life. And we're always, you know, if you're like me anyway, <laughs> oftentimes we're, we're observing what or judging what other people are doing. And oh, my God, did you see? she's doing this now and oh look at what she's doing today or look what he's doing today god he's such this he's such that and just when i remember this quote that like everything everything in life you know starts with inside the heart you know and if we if we all look after what's going on inside us and tend to that and, and commit to healing that and stop worrying about what other people need to change and change that with us inside us i think that that's the most yeah that's that's the way that we can truly uh live our best life and and uh, you know a life that is full of joy fulfillment and purpose that's a fantastic quote it's very powerful i must watch yeah 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 it's crazy this guy's he's another another character wow okay i'll add that to the list all right and your final question jonathan your song of choice <laughs> my song of choice it was so funny because I was thinking like of all the songs in the world, but I was like one that definitely brings the rascal out inside of me. Uh, outside of me is is a uh, Julio Bashmore, "Battle for a Medal," and it's a uh, yeah, it's a real uh, beat dance track that gets me. It really gets me. Uh, yeah, to have a good time when I'm out and I hear that and I know out, I go, I go back to the Santa Panza days, and I let loose. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Come on, let's. I love it. I love it. I'll have to give that a listen. I don't, I can't say that I know the name of it, but is it a song I'd recognize? Is it popular? I think so. Yeah, Julio Bashmore. Well, if you were, if you were into, uh, yeah, like raves, any sort of rave music back in the day, it would, it would have been one of those that you would have heard in a, in a nice, uh, yeah, DJ or rave kind of night out somewhere out and about. I'm sure people have heard about it. I'll definitely give it a listen and I'll let you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. If be it, careful, be careful, you know, because you might go a bit crazy. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's okay. All right. So can you please share with us where our listeners can find you on social media if they want to get in touch with you, Jonathan? Yes, of course. Um, so, yeah, first of all, I would, if anyone who, who if you're listening to this, uh, I would love to connect with you. So please reach out to me and uh, yeah, let's talk or even look at stuff on my page. And I hope that it inspires you. And one of the places you can uh, find me is Jonathan Kylie Coaching uh, on Instagram. It's Jonathan Kylie Coaching. And then also on Facebook, I have Authentic Power Coaching. 
And that's also on Instagram as well. It's the project that uh, my girlfriend, who's also a coach, we started uh, just, just before last year. And that's where you can find me online and just email me or message me on those things for now. I also have a website, but it's, yeah, just under construction, I'll say right now. Um, but that will be uh, released pretty soon, and I'll have it in, in the bio links of Facebook and Instagram. So for now, Facebook and Instagram, um, and I'm, yeah, I'm always down for a chat to connect and, yeah, to, to keep this momentum going with, you know, personal development and being yourself and, and living your purpose, uh, especially in Ireland. Yes. And what I'll do is I will link those uh, pages for the people that are listening. I'll put it into the bio so it's easier for them to, to look up. And also, I remember you mentioned you are interested in perhaps starting something for men. So if there are any men listening, please do get in touch with Jonathan. Or if there are people that are listening that they want to pass on this podcast to or even Jonathan's contact, do it. Take this as your sign because... I'm sure it'll be a decision worth making for sure. Yeah, yeah. I look forward to connecting to to everyone as well. Thank you. And and I just I guess yeah. Lastly, I just want to say as well, you know, thank you so much for for uh, contacting me, reaching out to me, and even I would say yeah. Obviously, you know, because I was a bit nervous before this, and I just want to say yeah. Thank you for helping me to. Yeah, again, just to, to to trust in myself and know that everything's going to be okay. And I think you're, yeah, you're a phenomenal uh, podcaster. It's very easy to talk to you. And you definitely helped me to get the best out of myself today. So thank you very much uh, for that as well, Elish. Thank you, Jonathan. Well, to be honest, you did all the work. It was all your story. You did all the work. I was only listening. <laughs> <laughs> Takes two, two to tango. So yeah, thank oh. you. All right, listen, we've, well, I think it's safe to say we've come a long way since the summer of 2010 in Santa Panza. <laughs> we have, we have, yes, yes, for sure, for sure. Oh, right, with that said, thank you so much for sharing your journey, Jonathan, and I'm so excited to see what comes up next for you. Awesome, we'll definitely check in again uh, sometime down the future as well and have another one of these great podcasts. So. Definitely. Thank you so much. All right, that's the end of today's episode. Please let me know what you think by giving me a five-star review, giving me a comment on Apple Podcasts, or if you want, take a screenshot of the podcast episode, share it to your Instagram stories, and tag me. Let me know. Remember, if your page is private, send me a quick DM with your feedback, and I'll share it to my profile page. Thank you again for spending your precious time listening to my podcast. I really appreciate it. I'm wishing you a fantastic day ahead and thank you again.